Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Joining me tonight is Mike. Mike, how are you doing? Doing good, Joe. Just got in, poured me a glass of tequila, and I'm ready to go. That's wonderful. I'm having a delicious Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. Um, it's on brand. Yeah, very on brand. It was between this or the Fathead's um, Benjamin Danklin, because uh, it's a great name for a beer, if I do say so okay. myself. Uh, cool. Also joining us tonight is a very special guest. You may remember him from a month ago, <laughs> or like three episodes ago, or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, it's Mr. Banks Lee from Attractions, the show. Banks, how are you doing? I'm great, Joe. Uh, Mike, good to, good to talk to you guys again. My drink right now, I have got a delicious large Coke from McDonald's that I just had with the <laughs> Happy Meal of my daughter. So, you know. Oh, there you go. Dad stuff. Yeah, dad, dad stuff. Uh, hashtag dad stuff. <laughs> nice. That may be our uh, – that, that's a good show title. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting that on my sticky note on my Mac. So there we go. Hashtag dad stuff. So we got some news to talk about. We're going to make this a little quick episode, which is famous last words. <laughs> so, the Today Show Cafe opens May yeah. 16th. They did mm-hmm. a, a small preview on the Today Show. It looks like they're going to be doing the uh, morning show circuit, uh, both international, well, nationally and locally in Orlando. Um, they've been uh, t- doing test previews for annual pass holders for the past few days. And the food sounds like it's uh, been getting good reviews. Um, so yeah, uh, what, I mean, Banks, have you been yet? Or is this kind of like one of those things where they've been doing like a trillion things at the parks and you just haven't gotten to it yet? I did. I, I did briefly get over there for, for a day. The, the first day they did the annual pass previews. Um, I was mainly there just to kind of get video and look around inside. I didn't eat anything. Uh, line was too long. Uh, uh Seth Kabarski, those shared a, um, a, one of the desserts with me. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it looks like kind of like a green muffin. It had like a key lime filling or something like that. Lemon um, meringue tart or something like that. Maybe? that yeah, I think so, I think just like that. But it, okay. and it was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I've heard a lot of good reviews about the food. I, I really like the look of it. Um, I, I grew up watching the Today Show uh, as a kid, and that's kind of if I ever watch morning news, that's always kind of always been my choice. So it, it, the the place looks like the studio. Um, the only negative thing I've heard from, uh, from a friend of mine that was at the preview that they had the uh, pastrami sandwich and they said it was dry and uh, wasn't really good, but mm-hmm. it, they said it, just, it could have been just because it was the first day, so they'll, they'll give it another shot. But yeah, other than that, like I've been hearing some pretty good stuff and it looks good. Yeah, uh, the menu looks like it looks interesting. Um, I know some people are hoping for that pasta salad to come back, but it did not come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the menu looks good. It has uh, brunch and lunch options. Um, it, it, and it's also, uh, what I hear, is a similar setup to the Leaky Cauldron or um, uh, Three Broomsticks where you order and then you sit down and your food's brought to you. Exactly. That's exactly how it is. And it's uh, one line. You kind of go down the line, pick what you want. And then if you want some of the bigger stuff, you order it at the register. Um, they have all the pastries there you can pick and get immediately. Um, the one problem I would say is, if I remember correctly, the Beverly Hills uh, Boulangerie, um, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, I think it had like three or four registers, and this one only has two. I'm not sure if they're 
planning on installing more before the big grand opening, but there was only two registers. I kind of see that going to be a problem with uh, the lines. Yeah, that, I mean, and especially with it being more pronounced than yeah. the boulangerer. Yeah, so, it's, it's hashtag on brand. It's it sticks out like a sore thumb, which <laughs> I think it, it, which I think is kind of their plan. You know, can't you can't you can't advertise something you can't see. Uh, I'll I'll be interested because I remember then they announced it. They said like you'd be able to go in there and watch like the Today Show as it airs live. So I'm I'm curious to like maybe go at a park open and see if they like, are actually doing that. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. So Mike, I heard there's a menu item that you're really interested in on the menu. Avocado toast. Yes. Mm. Um, I mean, good man. I, I love I know it's avocado toast, but it's really good. Like my my only thing is like this one looks a little busy. For my tastes, isn't there artichoke on it or something? Yeah, there's like ar- there's like pickled artichoke, tomatoes, arugula, and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, that may be a little busy because like when I get a- avocado toast, I make it at home. It's like two slices of sourdough, like one avocado mashed up with salt, pepper, cayenne, and a little yep. olive oil. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's kind of a. A little busy, but I'm excited. I'm happy to hear it. And and also what's interesting um, is that it's going to be seasonal. So there's going to be a lot of yeah. seasonal options, which I think is a smart move. Um, and, nice. You know, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it has a good beer selection for the uh, <laughs> the 11 o'clock hour for the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they also have, uh, I think, uh, uh, Shelby Dunham. Uh, Dunham, was that her last name? Yeah. Uh, denim. Yeah, denim. denim, yeah, denim. She said uh, uh, the iced coffee gets two thumbs up from her. So I like a good yeah, iced so coffee. So I'm happy about locally that. Locally grown and roasted. I think it's locally bizarre. roasted at least. I'm okay. not sure about grown, but roasted sounds about right. Which I'll give that a shot. Yeah. So I think that's really cool that they're actually having some specialty coffee there, considering that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you know, in in Orlando theme parks, you have two options right now. You have Joffrey's or you have Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to have a, another option. Hopefully, uh, they bring that um ex- that exclusive coffee over to uh, maybe the resorts and Islands of Adventure and Volcano Bay. That'd be pretty sweet, I think. Yay for e-ticket eateries. Yeah. Yes. This is a, a story cafe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> e-ticket cafes. I wonder um, if they would keep it open for stay and screen for that holding area uh they didn't keep the boulangerie open so yeah but this is different this also has beer which is another reason why they may right. keep it open yeah and also restrooms that may make coffee. it number one but <laughs> yeah and, and coffee and coffee yeah <laughs> nice joke joe what 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 i missed it what did i do again you might make it number one yeah yeah um anyway sorry yeah uh, I just realized that. Okay. But good, because I was already segueing because you did a perfect segue, Mike, into our next topic. I, I am perfect. Yes. True. Into, yeah, I, I imagine. Let me text Ann about that right now. Um, <laughs> I think that high, she's at a graduation right now. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she'll be just like, yeah, sure, whatever he says. <laughs> just give it to him. <laughs> Talking, of, well, of course, uh, we've got to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. First of all, yes. we've booked our rooms at the yes, wonderful Endless Summer Resort, which the I am super excited. Greatest deal known to mankind. Seriously, I'm, I booked Wednesday to Monday. We practically are staying there for free, is what I tell yeah. my family. That's awesome. Yeah, we're staying. <laughs> I'm staying there Wednesday to Monday, and it's like eight hundred bucks, 
and we're putting yeah. me, Sean, Nick, <laughs> and Jen in the in the room, and we're all gonna have our separate beds, and they're gonna have their own room. And it's like, I think, yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. Like even like even yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be good. Um, are you are you gonna? I don't even know if they are said if it's an option. Um, are they going to allow people to walk over? Like I know there's a sidewalk across the bridge, but are you going to walk oh, or are you going to bus it? I think we're going to bu- bus it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be doing enough walking. Yeah, true. <laughs> bus it or bus or Uber or something. Um, That's right. Jim yeah, big money guy now. Yeah, I can throw splash that cash. I can splash that three dollar Uber with a two dollar tip. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fancy. Dang. Um. So, Halloween Horror Nights, we have a new house announcement, yes. y'all. Uh, we have Universal Monsters uh, in yes. this all-new haunted house, the world's most terrifying monsters unleash havoc. By the way, I, whenever I write up the touring plans thing, I realize that there's only a certain amount of adjectives and verbs you can use for Halloween Horror Nights. It's like unleash and like pray and stuff like that. So I just found out, like, I was just typing up something randomly like, without reading the press release, and then I go to their official press release, and I realize they use, like, the same verbs and everything, I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) So, like, so I had to, like, change it up and everything. Anyway, um, as you try to escape to safety, you'll step into each monster's domain, but beware, they refuse to let anyone get out alive. Come face Mm -hmm. to face with Dracula in Gothic Castle, the Wolfman in a dark Bavarian forest, and the man-made monster within Dr. Frankenstein's lab. And if you survive them, you may still encounter the vicious creature of the Black Lagoon, the ancient evil... Wait, this is weird. The ancient evil, the mummy, and more. Okay, there you go. They need to add a comma there. Anyway, whatever. So, looks like they have uh, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Wolfman... Uh, they're going to have uh, the, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Looks like they have Quasimodo, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, The Mummy, and possibly way more in this house. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with way more. Yeah, way, that? Uh, it was from a, a really cheesy uh, 1960s sci-fi. It was, it, they, MST3K did it, so don't uh, worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, what are you feeling about these monsters, eh? Remember how last year I was saying, you know, we've been going to Horror Nights long enough now for everything to start repeating itself? Yeah. <laughs> My first Horror Nights was the one with the uh, the emergency classic monsters house that they had to put together at the last minute because of Transformers. In the parade um, building? Yeah, that house is pretty cool. And I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm just, I'm just ready. Was that the one that was like kind of also like in black and white in some parts? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was good. For what it was, you know. And I didn't know any better back then. <laughs> <laughs> we were just dumb uh, dummies. We had no idea. Banks, are yeah. you excited? Very excited. Um, I, I, I definitely hope it's uh, they improve upon what they had in Hollywood last year. Uh, it looked Hollywood's looked great. Um, so I'm excited to see how they you know bring it over here, and then of course Hollywood getting a newer version of it with just Frankenstein and Wolfman. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I'm very excited. Like the Universal Monsters, really, it seems like they've been upping their merchandise and like mm-hmm. upping the game rate recently, which, you know, might fuel the rumors of a possible classic monsters land elsewhere in the future. But I, I'm, I'm happy to see the uh, classics getting the love they deserve. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about the new shop last time? I forget. I, I think we may have briefly touched upon it. Yeah. They opened the, they, they rethemed the T2 gift shop to monsters. Cause that's where horror makeup exits too. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they're embracing the classic monsters gives me hope that the horror makeup show will stay around for many years to come. 
I think it will. I mean, even like um, they just had their, I think what they call the their annual Woody Awards. Yeah, uh, where you know, acknowledge the team members there, and that that show won best show of the year. So like, there's definitely they definitely still have a soft spot for that show. Yeah, and I saw they um I saw they uh, renewed all the contracts for all the uh, actors there. So yeah. summer got in like a year extension and everything. So. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. I love that show. It's possibly my one of my uh, top uh, dark horse attractions in the resort, up there with uh, the uh, Curious George ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are dark horse contenders for greatest attraction at the resort. Um, yeah, so those are our monsters. So right now we have Stranger Things. We have uh, Nightingale's Blood Pit, and then we have Universal Monsters. But it sounds like we may have gotten a full week of yes. Halloween Horror Nights. Um, are yep. you guys are you guys ready for a list of of what these houses could be? Possibility. Yeah. 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 Banks and I have heard of one. I didn't believe it at first because I heard it so many times, but. You know, when there's, when I guess when there's uh, smoke, there's fire. So we're starting off. Uh, we have Ghostbusters, y'all. Possibly getting Ghostbusters this year. This would Facebook be, is mad. This, this would probably be the poltergeist of this year, I think, if, <laughs> if they do it right. I think like, this, terms, yeah, I think this, uh, this house would be the Stranger Things of last year. I think it's going to oh, yeah. be the biggest house of the year, I think. Easily. Um... Which is super exciting, um, and I and I do agree with you. There's a way they can make this house very very scary, and um, I think people like to remember the comedy of the movie a lot. Which I mean, it was hysterical. Um, yeah, it's one of the greatest comedies. Um, but also, there's some really terrifying shit in that movie. <laughs> like it's scary. I was traumatized as a kid. Like that librarian ghost in the beginning of the film. Like I I, I turned it off. I wouldn't finish it when I was a kid. Yeah. It was it's something else, and I'm super excited for this. Um, yeah, Ghostbusters, Mike. How, how? I mean, we already know you're. Excuse me, you're excited, but very excited. Yeah, um, I can't believe there are people who are upset about it. Like it just people are always I upset. Facebook, I said, hey, that's what I said. I said people will find something to complain about everything because no. this is a huge get for them. Like this is gigantic. Yeah, like I cannot imagine like the the end of the house and you get the giant marshmallow man and like if it's gonna be a puppet or or what but i'm just like oh my god do you yeah. think the house is gonna smell like uh marshmallow they're gonna pump oh, marshmallow okay. smell in it it's hhn they you know the, them in their sense they'll do <laughs> exactly i can't do bad smells i can do good smells okay yeah just oh god i st- I, I still i'm trying to get that smell of uh, dollhouse of the damned out of my nose um, so good. <laughs> no, Jesus. Bank, bank lives that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, guys. Next house. This one is uh, codenamed Pressure. It's Depths of Fear, which is reportedly a deep sea underwater uh, house. Original? I don't know. If this is original, yes. I don't know what it's themed to, so I don't know if you're just like in the Mariana Trench and things are getting at you, or if it's like Bioshock. I'm Who hoping keeps it's like this trench. The Mariana Trench. Yeah, wh- where does this come from? Well, it's the depths of a uh, depths of fear, and it's supposed to be a deep sea underwater house. 
Okay. And we don't know if it's like, like the Mariana Trench is like the deepest part of the ocean. So okay. I guess I you don't know, know that. That's where all these crazy, <laughs> these crazy, creepy animals we live. We've learned stuff today. Yes, exactly. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know what this is going to be themed to, but that's reportedly one of the originals is Depths of Fear. Next okay. one is uh, going to be a house themed to the Tooth Fairy, which is oddly Oddly similar. Starting the rock. <laughs> Starting the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not the Larry the Cable Guy one? Oh man. <laughs> no, I'd rather have the I'd rather have the rock one. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Um I don't this sounds a lot like uh, the not scary farmhouse. Uh but I'm willing to give them a pass to see what this is like. <sighs> um who knows right now. Um next up, codename Jerky. Uh, this yes. one is a brilliant named house uh, for their code name. Is uh, it's a yeti themed house? Hopefully, a swamp yeti. Um, that would yes. be pretty sweet. But yeah, undeniable uh, true story. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the swamp yeti. <laughs> Yetis. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's kind of you know, it's going to be a abominable snowman, Sasquatch kind of large lumbering creatures. Possibly in the Imagine woods the trying to attack you. Just one off to the side with like a disco ball over it. Oh my god. That'd be good. That'd be real good. Next up, Graveyard Hide and Seek. Shriek? Hide and Shriek, I'm sorry. I have no idea what this one's gonna be. Um, This one just sounds like a, like, classic, like, I don't know, some, like, haunted house. The name, for some reason, like, the first thought that came to my mind when I hearing that name was maybe this is gonna be a comedy house. It could be, yeah. There's already like three other ones. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, I I just I don't know enough, so I won't comment. But hide and shriek. Who knows? I care uh, for it. Yeah. Next one up, chicken is going to be a house of a thousand corpses, uh, which Sean is absolutely thrilled about. Um, <laughs> and Zane is actually thrilled about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. Exactly. I don't really watch this, so I can't really comment. But this is the last IP. Well, actually, not the last IP house. I'm sorry. There's one more. But um, correct me if I'm wrong. Who 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 directed Thousand Corpses? Was that Rob Zombie? Yeah. Correct. So yeah, they've they've had a relationship with him in the past, right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, this would this would almost be a no brainer for for them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Only in a house in Hollywood, it was very well received. But I'm told. Wait, mm-hmm. was that in House? Was that in House of Hollywood? Yes. Oh, okay. I, was, I don't really pay much attention to the Hollywood stuff, so yeah, neither do I. Okay, cool. So if it's already been done, that yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. And then finally, last but not least, we all know it was coming, but it is Killer Clowns from Outer Space: The House. <clears throat> Continuing the tradition of bringing a. Uh, a uh, scare zone that has a lot of complicated costumes to life in a scare in a house. So, mm. yeah, I'm I'm and excited. It's Shrek, possibly, I'm excited for it. But for me, like the one downside would be the fact that I can't just sit there and hang out. Yeah, I, that's kind of why I like the original. But. Yeah, does nothing for me, guys. Sorry, um, it's not for everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I mean, I'm a little less excited than it was last year because last year's it was, it was like you know 
the first time. <laughs> it's always going to be a little less exciting if it's not the first time, but... Um, really, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. There we go. That's our houses. We have no idea about Lots scary zones. makes you feel good, Joe. Yes, it does. Um, I have no idea what's going on with scare zones. I don't think anyone does right now. No. Um, so it seems like, uh, Universal kept their, uh, the lid on pretty tight this year, which is good. Um, it's only since they started construction and doing approvals that it seems like things have started to leak out. So, yay, I guess. That's good. Or something. Yep. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, anything else that Universal you guys want to talk to before we jump over to the other resort? Uh, well, <laughs> that's okay. much what's going on. So I guess we will need to jump on over to Walt Disney World, more specifically. Go to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios for the 30th anniversary event. Mm-hmm. Where, Banks, you were there for attractions. I was there for two days covering all the stuff that they were doing, which, um, I mean... For the actual anniversary day on May 1st, there really wasn't a lot going on for guests to experience. It was just mainly the the character cavalcade parade and then the special reveal of the new logo. We'll <laughs> talk, probably talk about that in a yeah, minute. Yeah. Um, but and, you know, they had all the, you know, the photo pass plaques you can hold up and get photos with. But yeah, there really wasn't much going on in terms of uh, celebration for the 30th. They, they had media out there. Uh, the day before to talk a lot about the history of the park and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Star Wars and things like that. Um, so it was, it was mainly a, a good chance for them to kind of get media reacquainted with what's going on in the park and tease the future. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so do, do you, I mean, do you want to talk about, did you see the new nighttime show? I forgot to mention that. Yes. Yes. Okay. We, uh, the, the wonderful world of animation. Yeah. Let's, let's start with yeah. that just because I, Forgot to ask you about that, so now it's, we're bringing it up now. Uh, <laughs> how do you? Uh, how was the show? I mean, I enjoyed it. I it, I didn't. I wasn't going in expecting like happily ever after in terms of like how much was going to be a part of it. I was expecting Disney movie magic, like just a simple projection show showing the history of animated films, like the movie magic does the history of live action films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was actually a little pleasant of a surprise to see that they were using some pyro and some fire effects because movie magic doesn't use that. I wasn't expecting that. So that was a nice surprise. So, but it's, it's, you know, it's just a, your standard kind of projection show that, um, that, Disney does a lot nowadays of, but I I like it. I really do like it. Some fun scenes in there. The music is um, it's all new orchestration of all the songs that they use. So they're not using just they're not just pulling straight from the movies. They've actually done new versions of these songs. So yeah, it's, it's I think it's just a harmless little show that people will enjoy while they're waiting for the Star Wars fireworks. Yeah, so this is going to be a new kind of pre-show thing uh, before yeah. the uh, Star Wars show. Yeah. Movie Magic is going on a bit of a hiatus. Um, I think they said they they, were, they are planning on bringing it back, so they'll make they'll alternate kind of between animation and live action with those two shows. Okay, that's cool. Um, any favorite moments or segments from the show? Um, I, I do love the emphasis on a lot of uh, stuff that they don't really do 
showcase in the parks a lot. There's like, like there's a, a Emperor's New Groove seg- section with the, with Isma, mm-hmm. um, which was was a nice uh, surprise. Like even the whole villain section, it's it's not like your typical villain section. It's it's more of a here here are some fun the fun villains, not the scary villains. So I, I appreciated uh, the emphasis on on those villains. Um, so that that was fun uh, having. Tamatoa doing his shiny song was was nice because we like my daughter freaking loves that song and <laughs> we, were here, we hear that so much but it's, it's cool to see that playing in the parks now um, mm-hmm. yeah it just yeah I really was a fan of the music the orchestration uh, especially like with uh, the Wreck-It Ralph section I love that that orchestration of when can I see you again um, yeah I, I just think it's 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 just a it's, a it's a nice little show like they didn't have it's 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 not a game changer, but it's definitely going to be a nice little thing just to sit and watch. Kind of like those steady improvements to the parks that just kind of make it a little bit nicer for everyone and gets a uh, um, uh, uh, locals back to the park. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about the Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> which should not be a surprise <laughs> to anyone. Um, cool. So, uh, where do we want to talk about next? Um, do, 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 do. Um, gorilla at Animal Kingdom. No, we're not talking about the gorilla at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, they they mentioned a little, a couple of new things about Mickey Minnie's Runaway mm-hmm. Railway, which got delayed. Of, I don't know if y'all talked about that until 2020. Yeah, um, spring 2020. Yeah, but I, I think they had talked a lot about this at the uh, Destination D back in November, but I didn't even hear about it. But one of the cool things that I, that I had no idea they were doing is they confirmed that all of the sound effects for the ride are going to be done Foley style. They'll not be done digitally. They're all going to be done by hand, which I thought is like really cool and a really nice way to kind of step back to the way things were made back in the day in Walt's uh, day and age. And the whistle that is going to be part of the train that Goofy is driving that you're riding on is the, the same exact whistle that, Walt Disney used for the whistles on Steamboat Willie, the same mm-hmm. exact one, and they brought it. They brought it out for media in person, and like when they brought it out, like everyone was gasping, like that's a piece of Disney history, like right in front of us. So that was like one of those cool little moments that I never thought I'd get to, to see that. Yeah, that's cool. And then also they uh, shared off the new uh, entry marquee. Yes, uh, yeah, the, the uh, neon marquee. Um, a more moving neon marquee because I know you know Great Movie Ride had a, a neon marquee, but it was just kind of um, a static. But this one will kind of move around like the old premieres at the Chinese Theater back in the day used to. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, that it looks super cool. I, I really like that marquee. Uh, did they say where it's going to go? If it's going to be like to the to the sides of the theater, is it going to be right in the middle? You they know? didn't say. I would assume, it, it, I personally would assume it probably go where the Great Movie Ride marquees used to be. Okay. Um, but I, they haven't said if it's going to go there or if it's going to go right above in the center where you enter into the theater. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, so there's that, uh, I guess we need to talk about the logo <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, Banks, let's, let's start off with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I initially had, had tweeted that I liked it. I liked the simplicity of it. Yeah. But. Like the more that I, I was like, wondering what kind of a uh, pot they put in the brownies that they gave you guys, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you, there was no pot in any of those brownies. But 
That, yeah. when, when, I, when I tweeted, that was just my initial reaction. That was kind of like the high of like, oh, this is cool. They announced it. They showed a new logo. Oh, that's cool. Like, but then the more I'm like looking at it, the more I'm like, okay, you know what? No, I'm not. It's yes, it's simple, but that's also kind of the problem. Um, I don't like the characters sticking out of the O's. I much prefer. I, I definitely much prefer the logo without the characters, but then it just looks like something I can pull up in my final cut and throw out there in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, the one thing that I do like, and I, I will stick to this, um, is the fact that they do emphasize Hollywood now instead yeah. of studios because the current logo right now, studios is big and Hollywood is small, but now that the theme of the park has gone away from it being a studio i appreciate that the, they make hollywood the big emphasis in the logo and studios is just on the side mm-hmm. so I, I do appreciate that but yeah i, I think it, it, i think they could have done a better job of designing it i, I kind of miss the days when they would des- have like big grand designs for their rides and theme parks and stores and like that yeah mike it's fine okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very boring. The characters look stupid, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think I saw someone say like it, it's the logo doesn't look good, but it's that's what it is. It's just a logo. It's not going to affect people's visit to the park. It's the worst one the park's had. Yeah, but you know, fitting for I guess for that park, I guess. Oof, yeah. <laughs> and I say that out of love. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I know. I was just like, "Wow, he went there." <laughs> that means that says something. Um, my thing is like, if so, how Bowers actually did like ten seconds and recreated I love a new, all the parody ones. Yeah, the parody ones are great, but like how Bowers like basically did a new version of it. And what he did was he used the special font Disney created themselves for their website and made the W look a little more. Art Nouveau and also like it's two spotlights and it looks incredibly better. Like it looks amazing now. (laughs) Like it, it, the font looks better. The W looks way cooler. (sighs) They improved the kerning. So like the spacing between the letters is better and there was no characters. Like if the characters were an add on, I'd understand. Cause that's, you know, fine. Like, Hey, let me buy the Muppet version of the shirt or the star Wars version of the shirt or the Toy right. Story version of the shirt. Like, kind of like the hell we're doing with the 30th logo. And exactly. Out the characters. And I would be totally on board with the logo, especially the one Howe did, if that's the one they're leading with, but that's not the one they're leading with. Like, the one they're going to be putting up on the arch is the one with the characters. I don't and, like... Uh, yeah. Banks, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say, like, I don't like the fact that they're putting the the version of the logo with the characters on the arch. Like, the, the that one... Putting characters in there is a nice way to, you know, for various marketing and like maybe put on a shirt. But for the park, like it needs to be bare. Like none of the logos, if I'm recalling correctly, none of the other park logos feature characters prominently on them. The closest being uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'll say when they, when on the 30th on May 1st when guests were leaving the park they were giving everyone a free 30th anniversary poster and the poster at the bottom had the new logo on it and um, a, and a really cool version of the 30th logo which had yes. tower of terror and the uh crossroads on it exactly which i yes. thought looked amazing 
uh, on a side note, a friend of mine designed the 30th, so I'll, I'll pass that along to him. Definitely, um, yeah. Tell me you did a good job. I love that. Will do. Um, but no, they, they use the new logo at the bottom of the poster, and it's just with, with no characters. And I think that looks better without the characters, especially, you know, on a poster that's already full of characters. So I kind of hope that they maybe change their mind about the characters on the arch, but I guess, you know, it is what it, it is. What it is. Maybe they heard the uh, the comments online will ch- change their decision, like a certain Sonic movie. <laughs> yeah, that was successful. Maybe we can do this. Yeah, we can definitely do this. <laughs> um, uh, Banks, I'm going to text you the, the logo How Did, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Hold yeah, on please do. I'm going to see this. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's actually really so, – it, it's, it's done really well, and I'll text it to you, Mike, also, so you can check it out. I, I wish that now Universal just leaned into the fact that they're a studio park. And celebrate that fact. Yes. And go back to the neon sign and just embrace the fact that you're a freaking studio park because that's what makes you special. Like, yeah. You don't want to be like Magic Kingdom. You are a studio park. Deal and, with it. And there's and they still do stuff to this day. They're still doing production stuff. So yeah, yeah. they were filming stuff for Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Universal because they didn't, that's the only place that has studio space in Orlando. <laughs> So, I mean, it's stuff like that, yeah. Um, yeah, but I really like what Howard did with the logo. Um, I think if there were, if the characters were a secondary logo and not a the first logo, um, I think it would be better. But otherwise, oh, wow. it's... Yeah, now I'm seeing the logo. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the, the crossing of the Ws, like you said, with the spotlights. Yeah, and then the first version of it... Um, he improved the spacing between the Y and the W by cutting off the Y a little bit, which I think looks really nice. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. Um, also, the problem I had with the logo was it seems like it was designed by committee, by, and by that I mean they had three versions of that logo they, they shared. <laughs> like, like each one of them had the, di- the characters, like, different. Like, it seems like they created, like, ten versions of it. And just showed, like, people, like, it's like, okay, what does this make you feel? Well, what about this one? And, like, one Mickey's arms down, the other well, arms are down, the other one it's up, and one you, Woody's arms up, and the other one it's not up, and it's it's so weird. It's just like, and they weren't consistent at all, which makes me think that this is just a no, really... they're consistently unremarkable. Yeah. <laughs> consistently uncons- inconsistent. Um, I mean... It was it was nice to get a, a, some kind of new announcement like that, but the whole two days leading up to that grand that uh, celebration moment there, we were all thinking they're going to announce the new name. It's finally going to happen. Like they're going to announce that this place nope. is getting a new name because especially because like at each little stop for the media and in the press releases they gave us, they were really emphasizing the word adventure about the park. And I was like, okay, we're all like, okay, here it comes. Like they're driving home adventure. They keep saying it. It's the it's a key talking point. And then we have a new logo. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. Here, there we go. I guess. Bow, bow. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, I can understand them wanting to avoid adventure since Islands of Adventure is yeah. nearby. But yeah. also, they did. They're not avoiding studios, so I, I don't Funny, know. Like, I don't know what to say. Dead playing it though now. Yeah, it's, like Banks said, it's tiny. Yeah, which they should have just dropped it. Should have been just Disney's Hollywood. Well, the problem then you get is considering Disney owns Hollywood now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Never mind. I was like at first point, I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm like, okay, never mind. That actually does make sense. Disney's Hollywood. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a theme park. It's reality. 
<laughs> oh man. But Banks, I you know, I, as much as I enjoy talking to you and I love talking to you and we have a great time when you have on the podcasts. It's this one thing that you did that made me go, okay, we need to record this week, even though I'm packing for a wedding on Saturday. Which, by the way, it's Sean's wedding. So, yay, Sean's getting married. Um, Yeah, congrats, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Banks, you got to do some fun, didn't you? I am legally not allowed to say anything. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, never mind, everyone. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so... um, Unexpectedly, they allowed us to go inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We were literally, they told us, one of the first, some of the first people outside of Imagineering and Lucasfilm to actually step foot inside. That's awesome. And let me tell you something. Like, we've all known this is going to be a huge addition for Disney. And they are, like, they're not blowing smoke up asses here. They, this is going to be a game changer for Disney and it is going to be massive. Um, mm-hmm. We, we didn't go very far into the land. They took us in at the entrance to grand Avenue next to Muppets uh, through that tunnel there. And that goes out into the rise of the resistance area. And they, we only got to walk up to uh, say two or 300 feet. And we stopped right next to where the entrance for rise of the resistance is going to be. Um, but just seeing how open it was, the pathways are much bigger than I expected. Like we see Don's aerial photos all the time, mm-hmm. um, but you you stand down there at that height and you you just don't realize how much space there is. I don't think I've seen that much space in a land anywhere um, that I can recall right now. It's the the pathways at least. At least in the Rise of the Resistance area, the pathways are very, very wide. They are not narrow. I'm sure that's different over in Black Spire Outpost when you get toward Millennium Falcon. Those will be a lot more narrow. But at least here, it's just I, I was blown away by how open it was. And the the mountain or the whatever you want to call it, the petrified trees, um, they look phenomenal. Um, there's still a lot of work going on there because we still got a few months. But um, they didn't have any of the spaceships installed yet here, but they were telling us like where each one was going to go. And like, you look at them at the ra- the range of all the trees and it looks like you take Pandora and like triple, even quadruple it. And mm-hmm. you got this, um, you don't see any hint of a theme park when you walk in there. It's like Diagon Alley. You, once you go through that tunnel, you're, you've, you're, you're gone from, from Disney. You're in star Wars now. Um, that's impressive. Uh, just the level of details they've got right now. You look around and you see like ruins for, of a past civilization that used to live in that area. Uh, you can t- the tunnel itself that you're walking through. You can tell it's be it was dug out by drills or some kind of machine. Cause you see the tire tracks and the way that the cave is, it's almost a perfect square with all these lines going up and down. It's, um, it's just, it's, I, I, I keep saying it, it's massive. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, I'm just, I cannot wait. I, I'm glad I'm not going to Disneyland after all the kerfuffle that happened today. But <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy just to stay here and wait a couple extra months. But it, yeah, people are, people are going to get emotional. If you're a huge Star Wars fan, like even I was in there just like shaking. Like I, I was getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Like it is... It is your Star Wars story dream come true. 
Amazing. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we should probably touch on the uh, craziness that is, uh, today, uh, Disneyland, uh, basically allowed everyone to register for their Star Wars experience. I think it's up to June 23rd, was it? Yeah. Yeah. June 23rd and it filled up. Yeah. It filled up within about two hours, I want to say, right? Give yeah. Or take something like that. In two or three hours. Yeah. I think so. And uh, a lot of people angry, a lot of people happy, um, but yeah, it's it's I, something else. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like Disney may have done the best they could in terms of how they allow people in to get their reservation with it. I think they said it was a kind of randomization lottery system. So, I mean, I, I think they just did the best they could. Um I mean, I didn't try anything because I'm not going. So I, why, why, why should I take up someone else's space? Yeah, so I, I don't know exactly how the process was, but I want to say, you know, ninety percent of my friends and people I follow were happy with what they got. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of disappointment, but the ones who are disappointed are are being very vocal about it, which is understandable because this is a big deal. Uh, so I, you know, I I just hope that you know people can. Get what they will get there. What they're hoping for. Yeah, uh, one one thing interesting thing I brought I saw brought up was uh, that um, with a lot of people getting these reservations, I wonder how many hotel rooms are going to be canceled now. Because um, why book a five hundred dollar hotel room to get in when you can get in at eight o'clock? You know, <laughs> like True. on the first day. So I, I'm wondering if maybe there will be a bunch of new uh, openings for hotel rooms at the various resorts in the area. It, yeah, definitely at the, the non-Disney resorts for sure because, yeah, if people book their hotel then all of a sudden they didn't get in, like there's no point for them to go now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I know Disney's saying like, yeah, our reservation's filled up, but you know, if you want to book a stay at our hotels, you, you get an automatic reservation that way. Yeah. So I think that's um, interesting to see how that played out. And uh, I bet you there'll be a lot of uh, openings, so – People who may not have been able to get in before, maybe they're going to have an option now. I'm interested to see how they're going to do it for us. I don't know if it's going to be the same um, yeah. because Disneyland will have already been open for a few months, so the hype won't be as great, so they probably won't be expecting as big of a crowd here. Um, but I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they'll still have to do some sort of system to get people in and out. Yeah, I, I imagine um, they're going to probably do something like they did with Hogsmeade and Diagon where – a combination of waiting in line plus some ticketing system plus something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've talked to a few Disney people uh, at media events the past few weeks, and they've that, that are going to be going out there for their opening. And uh, they've basically said to me, like, they're going out there and they're going to learn how things are handled up there, and then bring them back here to Disney and to Disney World and try to improve on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and. Uh, I think also another thing is like, I like people keep saying like, oh my god, this is going to destroy everything, blah blah blah. As you pointed out, Banks, these lands are massive. Like, I don't think there's going to be that much of an issue of people actually getting into them. I mean, I think there's going to be lines out the wazoo for the rides and experiences, but I don't know if there's going to be a problem of people actually being in the land itself. Because like, when you're waiting an hour to get your specialty Coke bottle, there's only you know so much you can do. Like. You just kind yeah. of shrug, give up, and you know, go ride Indiana Jones Adventures because it's going to be a ten minute wait. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of room for people who just want to walk around and take in the land, for sure. Um, more so in the rise of the Resistance area than than the Black Spire Outpost area, because those are going to have a lot more narrow hallways and alleyways and pathways there. Um, so that that that'll probably be the more congested areas around, especially around Millennium Falcon, because everyone's going to want to get their photo in front of it. So, like, I, I definitely can see how that's going to be an issue in the town area, but the outer area of the town will will definitely have a lot more space. Yeah, uh, and and it's going to be uh, super cool. I'm just God. It's going to be it's going to be really awesome, and I'm I'm very hopeful that this is going to be the push. Uh, to to uh, make themed entertainment the next level, um, the push that everyone hoped Pandora was and didn't quite match what people are hoping for. Right. Um, hopefully, this will be that actual the actual next step after Diagon Alley. So, yeah, uh, it just makes me wonder, and I, I I say this a lot to to friends of mine. It makes me wonder where do we go from here? Like, what's going to be the next big thing? Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's. They talk so little about that. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> what the word? They, I think they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's Nintendo. I mean, I, that's the next thing. But also, like, remember, uh, I, I mean, that's the big thing is, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you know, these rides are going to be fantastic. But remember, they, you know, the design of these rides were finalized in 2016, 2017. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to – but compare that to Nintendo where their ride designs were – finalized in 2017 2018 so it's just going to have another year or two more of technology behind them um so i think that's what's gonna make it a little bit better uh and well not a little bit better but let me let me rephrase that that's what i think will make it a little more um the next generation and have things stand out and if rumors of how interactive the land will be based on how video games are um i think that'll be pretty awesome and special so yeah um, that's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I, uh, Mike, do you have any questions for Banks? Um, not about Star Wars, no. Okay, well, do you have any questions for Banks not about Star Wars? <laughs> um, I don't know if you can answer it. Uh, I just, I, I, wanted, I know I had something to talk about Universal and I forgot what it was and then I remembered. The, um, rumor that they were removing 3D from Minion Mayhem, is that real news or fake news? I, at this point, I'm not sure because I, I heard about it once a few weeks ago, but I haven't heard any, or seen anything about it since. Um, I, I'm not honestly, I'm not sure. It's not that I can't answer. I just don't know. I, I would love to see it removed because I don't really see it as a necessary element of the ride. But it's kind but, of a plot point of the ride, though, right? It is. Yeah, so. it is kind of a plot point because yeah, minion goggles. But yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've actually been on that ride, so I'd have to kind of go and reacquaint myself with the story and see if, how important those goggles really are. I mean, they do make the really good, funny joke about the uh, guacamole dip. So, uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then I have another question. What's the other question, Mike? We already asked him who his favorite Duffy friend was, <laughs> um, so I can't ask that again. Um, Banks, who or what is living rent-free in your head? <laughs> who or what is living rent-free in my head? <laughs> what does that mean, Mike? <laughs> my other personality? Um, dang. I don't get the reference. I feel dumb now. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Mike, can you help us? I'm very confused. I don't know. It's like something the kids say these days. Oh, the, all the cool kids. Is that, oh, is this? this is, <laughs> I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I'm living, I'm living rent free in my head, and honestly, I should start charging myself for some of the shit that I do. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the answer we need. That's the answer we're looking for, everyone. Ah, oh, jeez. Alrighty then. I yeah, we're getting loopy now. Yeah, Banks, where can we find you online at? You can find me on Twitter at Banks Lee, Instagram at Disney Goofball, and of course on all of the Attractions Magazine social media channels. Awesome. Mike, where can we not find you online at? You can find me hanging out with the cool cat Gelatoni in Mediterranean Harbor, listening to some cool BGM and painting some cool paintings and just living the life, man. There you yes. go. Uh, you- <laughs> <laughs> You're like the opposite Lumangelo. You're like you're like two Lou Mangellos. <laughs> um, you can find me at Parkscope Joe. You can find all of us at Parkscope. Go leave us a good review. Um, unless you're Lou Mangello and you're offended that I just made a short joke, which I, um, I don't know what to say. I'm, uh, I don't know. You, you seem to be it's doing okay. pretty... Joe's, Joe's short. He can make these jokes. It's I know. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, you seem to be doing pretty well, Lou. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Also, you're probably pissed off that one time we had Derek Bergen write that article about you for the set for the uh, April Fools. But, anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, Mike, do you want to sign us off? Um, I want to say that Derek Bergen is still canceled, even though he did defend eliminations on the Parks Top podcast. There you go. Love everybody. Hate everything. Eliminations is the best. And um, my sister-in-law is living rent-free in my head. Kungaloosh. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>